Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. And if you've been uh, paying any attention to what's been happening uh, over the past several months, we've had this pandemic that has taken over the lives of so many people. And one of the biggest conversations going on right now in relation to the pandemic is the um, effect it's having on students, specifically students that are being quarantined um, or uh, having to go to um, virtual schooling. And what's happening is the students that are being quarantined, um, it takes them away from school for two weeks, 14 days, essentially, and then they get to go back. And uh, that is really causing some challenges for a lot of students. But what about students who are quarantined more than once? Well, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. This is kind of a personal talk show today for me because uh, I'm going to bring in my son, Riley, who is a junior at Missouri Baptist University. And he has gone through the, uh, the shutdown. He has gone through quarantining. And I thought, well, let's just talk with him and let's get his experience uh, over all of this. And so, uh, Riley, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. So um, you're a junior at Missouri Baptist University in St. Louis. Right. And um, everything's been, you know, pretty good up until earlier this year. Um, and the pandemic hit, and you came home for spring break. And what happened after that? So um, we came home for spring break. We thought it was just a normal spring break. Um I think the track team was going to go back a little early, uh, just, you know, to practice and everything. Um, And then one day we got a phone call from our coach, um, who seemed pretty upset that we weren't going to have a season, um, that we couldn't come back to school. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, and I I did forget to mention that you are there on scholarship. You're there. You're uh, on the um, – Oh, long distance team, the um... cross country. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cross country team. I totally just went blank there for a moment. And you also run indoor and outdoor track. And you know, the, there were some challenges last year and the injury, and so you, you really didn't get to run uh, cross country. And so we were lo- really looking forward to the indoor and outdoor, but then that just came to a screeching halt when the pandemic hit. And not only did they cancel the indoor and outdoor track season but when you were home on spring break essentially you found out you weren't even allowed back on campus right and then you had to go virtual um what was that like for you i mean you've been in in person classes all this time and all of a sudden you go virtual what kind of adjustment was that for you um i would say it was pretty tough not just for the students but um also for the teachers um, because, you know, a lot of teachers aren't really tech savvy. <laughs> um, so it was definitely hard for them, but I would say on our side, you know, it's hard to learn online uh, just because you can't really be there and ask questions like you could in person. Especially um, with, with So what? it was definitely a hard adjustment, but I think we all did it pretty well. What I was going to say, especially with what you're doing, because you're doing exercise science, and there's certain lab work or or that in-person communication and, and the things that you learn is kind of important than doing it over a computer. 
I'm sorry, you cut out. Oh, I, I said that, um, it, you know, because of what you're doing, exercise science, that in-person is really kind of important. Yeah. What? So, and you brought up a great point. The teachers, I mean, you know, they're not all tech-savvy. And, and, you know, really, to a certain degree, none of us are that tech-savvy. Um because now we're using Zoom or other forms of communication. It was really, really difficult. But you ended um, your year at home with us. You did all yep. of your, the rest of your classes online. Mm-hmm. And um, then it was uh, time to get ready for the next school year. And we were kind of hoping, well, hopefully this will go well. Hopefully yeah. things will be back to normal. And at first it kind of seemed like it was. But then... As the school year was about to start, you'd already moved in, and you got a message about what your school year was going to be like. What did Missouri Baptist decide to do when it came to um, your classes? So, um, yeah, it was they <laughs> they cut it pretty close on telling the students what was happening, but um, Missouri Baptist decided to do more of like a hybrid type class. Um, so by them looking at the San Luis County Health Department's guidelines, the CDC, um, and their own COVID management team's policies, um, they decided that it would be best to do hybrid classes. Um, so, you know, one day a week I'll go to class and the next one or two classes are going to be on Zoom. Um, so I thought, I think that's a pretty good, um, solution to that because um, I can still get that in-class time, talk to teachers, I mean, all that, um, all while making space um, so we're not all together within six feet. Because you are in St. Louis, and that's been one of the hotbeds uh, when it comes to COVID in the state. Uh, St. Louis shut down. I mean, even when you moved in this semester, I mean, there was like, it was like a ghost town in St. Louis area. It was really kind of kind of creepy. You cut out again, sorry. <laughs> I I said um, that that time that we when we moved you in, you know, you're in St. Louis, hotbed area for COVID, and when you moved in, it was really kind of weird because the restaurants weren't open, there weren't that you know there wasn't a whole lot of traffic. It was just kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. With St. Louis, it's definitely different um, than the southeast Missouri area. Um, there's there's more cases here. Um, I feel like, you know, people are probably a little more reckless, I'd say, with the whole mask policies and everything. Um, but, yeah, nobody wanted to get out. Nobody wanted to go eat. Um, I mean, you really couldn't because everything was closed and drive through only and all that. But, yeah, it was definitely weird not being able to, like, live a normal life in St. Louis. What is the, what's the reaction of the students um, I do know that we talked to a, a student who's a freshman up there who is deciding to transfer and come back down uh, home and go to SEMO um, because they just kind of felt like it. you just couldn't do anything. Yeah, on campus, there is no socializing. There's no special events. I mean, it's essentially you live up there, you go to class one, one uh, time a week, and then it's the rest of it's virtual, and they just kind of felt like, Gosh, why even, why even live up there? Yeah, 
Yeah, um, I get that. Um, you know, if if all my classes are online, you know, what's the point of paying so much for a dorm room? Um, and yeah, you you can't get out. You can't you know go do what you want to with your friends. Um, at our school, you can't even have guests over in the dorms. So people that live there are kind of just you know stuck with their roommate. So <laughs> hopefully they get a good one. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed on the on the roommate. We know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, are, are, how are students adjusting to that? Um, they're adjusting accordingly. Um, so the the class of twenty twenty that graduated high school, you know, they had to deal with that towards the end of their year. So it wasn't like we were bringing in you know people that haven't dealt with something like this, you know. Um, in the school setting. But I think everyone at Missouri Baptist has been um, just patient, I'd say. Um, everybody's patient with what they have to do, what they need to do. Um, so I think they're doing pretty well with that. But. Is it, But it's a thought process up there with those students that, you know, while they hate it, they feel like there's a need for it? Like they, they, they know they need to be careful? Um, I mean, yes, we, you know, know we need to be careful, but at the same time, I think everybody's just done with it, you know, done with, you know, having to wear a mask, having to be in quarantine. Um, and then you have like all of the different policies for each place. So no place is the exact same, which is really hard to adjust to, but. Now, what do you mean by different places, different policies? You mean like school versus work or what school versus work work versus um the city the city versus the you know county um every place that i've been to had does not have the same rules um lindenwood which is in st charles st charles doesn't have a face mask requirement so it's like going into a, a whole new different realm but it's yeah, so no place is ever the same. So like St. Louis area, which has, you know, different counties, different cities. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about St. Louis Metro, not yeah. St. Louis City, St. Louis Metro. Right. So it's got to be kind of difficult then, you know, you got to think about well, what county am I in or what city am I in and what the requirements are, and you and you got to know what those are. Right, yeah. So a lot of communication that needs to be going around, but... Today we're talking with my son, Riley Cantrell. Uh, Riley is a junior at Missouri Baptist University, and if you were at a recent school board meeting or if you read the article in the Standard Democrat, you know that Riley has had a challenge already in this school year. Uh, actually, it began in the summer. Um, Riley and actually all of us came in contact with someone who was uh, a positive and uh and then uh Riley went to school and uh, the challenges just kind of kept rolling so Riley just finished finished his third quarantine uh as a student in this semester alone which means that he started school and then he was away from school and then he started went back and then he went back to being quarantined again and now he's uh just recently gone back again and uh Riley just kind of talk about what's that frustration level like I mean, first you get the first one, but then the second, and then the third. Um, I mean, it's it's just very frustrating for you, right? 
Yeah, it is. It's definitely frustrating and definitely hard. Um, the you know the first quarantine was like okay, you know, like she tested positive, he tested positive. You know, I guess we'll have to quarantine for fourteen days. You know, um, and then the second one was just kind of just a luck of the draw, I guess. Because um, that was the second one was a professor, right? Yeah, the second one was one of my professors, um, and, uh, you know, some people in the class, you know, don't wear masks right or, you know, take it off to take a drink or something like that. Um, And so he tested positive, and I had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, And I couldn't get a test because I didn't have any symptoms, Um, so... They couldn't go to the fourteen or the ten day isolation instead of the fourteen day quarantine. Um, <clears throat> so I was in my last few days of that when I found out my roommate tested positive. So that started a whole new quarantine or isolation. Um, but then I started having symptoms, um, and so they made me go get tested. Um, and turned out I was positive. Um, so that was only 10 days, but, you know, all three together, I'm out, you know, basically a month. And, and, and it's just October. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and re- it's just October. Who and, knows? And, and really this was September. It was, it was August and September. I mean, you were, you were out almost really the entire time, very few days in class. Most of it's virtual. It affected not only that, but also you, the inability to work out with your team. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, school, um, they're making changes. So, you know, we can do it online if we're in quarantine. Um, it's an excused absence. Um, but, you know, with cross country going on right now, I can't really, I mean, I can do my workouts on my own, but it's not the same as being there with my team, um, everybody pushing each other. Um, and then I, you know, tried running when I was sick and tested positive, and that was that was not smart. But <laughs> <laughs> because you you were feeling the effects of it, yeah, yeah, it's. I didn't realize um, how much it sucked until I ran. <laughs> so you, I mean, you run anywhere from three to five miles a day. Um, um yeah, most of the times on the upper side, so seven, yeah. eight. All right, so seven or eight miles a day. When you were sick, you ran, you start you got to about a mile and what what were you starting to feel? Yeah, so um even just a, I think like a quarter mile in, uh my legs were just super tired, which is weird because, you know, I was a quarter mile in to the seven mile run. Um and then I got to about a mile, and I just could not breathe, could not catch my breath. Um, you know, whenever you run and it's cold outside and your lungs have that burn in them? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it felt like that, but two times worse than I've ever felt it before. And that's when you really were suspect. I mean, you kind of thought maybe uh, I might be positive, but that was really the first real indication that you you were like, yeah, I I think I am positive. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the coronavirus has every symptom for every sickness. So 
if you say you have a slight headache, then, you know, you have to get tested for the coronavirus. But, yeah, um, in the middle of that run, I knew I knew something wasn't wasn't going right. So, you know, what I find interesting is because I, I know you're better, you're, you're feeling much better. Um, right. But your um, trainers are keeping a really close eye on on you as you kind of start to wing yourself back into training. Yeah, they're doing a um, six day um, return to play procedure. Um, and it's basically just having you exercise a little bit and then check your heart rate and then exercise more and then check your heart rate. Um, so they're really just making sure, you know, my heart's okay, um, okay to run again, and do all the stuff with no restrictions. And that's something that people don't maybe realize about COVID is the after effect um, that it potentially could have on people, even young people like yourself. Yeah, I've talked to uh, multiple athletes from my school and different schools, um, and they all either have experienced it or have a close friend that has um, that just even months after testing positive, they're still having a hard time breathing right or heart rate is getting too high, something like that. And how's yours been so far? Um, so far it's been... Um, you know, not really on the low side, I would say, but um, I haven't been able to run for a while, so I, I can see why it's a little high. But yeah, because you really haven't been able to run hardly at all for a yeah. while. So, what's the plan now? I mean, now that you've had it, I mean, what are they telling you now for what ninety days? You should be kind of, you know, not really have to worry about things. Yeah. So, um, you know, once I like totally back and everything. Um, they told us that, you know, you have the antibodies in your body. Um, and so that basically protects you from getting it again, I guess. Um, and I don't believe you can spread it um, for 90 days afterwards, but I could be wrong on that. You are not alone at your university. The men and women's basketball team, the soccer team, the softball team have all been quarantined. Um, right. I know you, you have some friends in some of those places and on the lacrosse team. Uh, some of those guys have been quarantined. Uh, what's the overall um, spirits, demeanor, morale of all of those different athletes? Um, I mean, I think everybody is frustrated. I think everybody has the right to be frustrated. Um, the women's soccer team has been quarantined twice now. Um, they just got out of their last one. Um, their first game is tomorrow or tonight, I believe. And, um, they're only going to be able to have five games this season. So I just, I can't imagine, you know, having to do that. I haven't gotten to run into meet yet. I think lacrosse is going to be missing some friendlies this semester. I mean, I feel like it's, it's just overall frustrating. Um, you can't do anything about it. Um, you just kind of have to deal with it and live with it and move on. And do the best you can. So um, I know this is kind of probably weird to talk to me on the talk show <laughs> about about everything, but I do really appreciate you you know, coming on because there's a lot of conversation going on about this and how it's affecting students and athletes and that sort of thing. And 
So, you know, you know, we're praying for, uh, you know, things to clear up. And, uh, you know, we just can't wait to come to a meet again and watch you run. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, I can't wait to run in a meet again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was good talking with you, and um, I appreciate that. All right. Well, all right. Thanks for being on the show, Riley, and uh, thanks for being with us today. Again, if you missed the show, you can go on iTunes. All of our shows are on iTunes. Anything that you you might miss, and just uh, you know, keep uh, track on uh, Facebook as well. We'll let you know when who when uh, someone's going to be on or um, special uh, interviews, that sort of thing. So go find us on Facebook. And as always, thanks for joining us every weekend here on KSIM and KZIM. I'm. Glenn Cantrell, and this is the Talk of Sykeston.